Let others lift up their souls to vanity. I will dare to be singular. I will lift up my soul to thee. This is a quote coming to you from the Biblical Illustrator. In this broadcast, we are continuing our new series based on the theme, Nearer My God to Thee. In this podcast, we will use as our main text two passages of scripture. The first one is Psalm 25.1, which says, Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. The second is Psalm 24, 3 to 4. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord, or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. Now, in both of these passages, there is a phrase used, and that phrase is, lift up my soul. Well, we need to ask ourselves, what does it mean to lift up your soul? What does it entail? Well, for an explanation, to lift up your soul is the phrase used to express an earnest and vehement desire after something. It means to set your heart upon or to set your affections upon something, to value or to desire something. It means to arouse yourself, to exert yourself with an energetic and persevering effort. And it also means to bend your whole powers to that end. Psalm 25.1 Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. Psalm 24.4 says, Who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity? Now we see here that there are two directions to go with this. Either to the Lord or to vanity. You are either lifting up your soul to the Lord or to vanity. You are either desiring earnestly and vehemently after the Lord or after vanity. You are either setting your heart or affections upon the Lord or upon vanity. You are either valuing or desiring the Lord, or you are valuing or desiring vanity. You are either arousing yourself or exerting yourself, making strenuous efforts to obtain the Lord and the things of God, or to obtain vanity and vain things. Now we have some today who are trying to lift up their souls to both the Lord and vanity. But Jesus told us clearly in Matthew 6, 24, that that cannot be done. He said, no man, no man, no man can serve two masters. For he either he will hate the one and love the other, 
or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. And that word mammon there represents anything loved or sought without reference to God. It's anything you confide in. And Jesus said very clearly here that's an, that it is an utter impossibility to attempt to love God and love the world at the same time. He who gives his heart to the world robs God of it. So let's look at what it means to lift up your soul to the Lord. We want to look at that first of all, and we want to look at what it means and what it entails. Psalm 25, 1, David said, Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. And what he was saying there was, It's unto you, Lord, that I bear my soul. I direct my desires and prayers to you. I give you the longing of my heart. And what he was describing here was the ascent of the soul to God. He was saying that my yearnings are ever towards you, Lord, with a holy contempt of the world and the things of it. I, I'm setting you before me, Lord. I'm letting out my desires towards you. I'm thirsting after you. I'm panting after you. But not only does it deal with the heart, but it deals with the mind as well. He was saying that my thoughts are lifted up from the earth and earthly subjects to you, Lord. The state of my mind is turning away from earthly th themes, and my mind is open to more lofty and hallowed influences. It can also be described in this way. To lift up your soul unto the Lord is to make God your portion. Psalm 16 verse 5 says, The Lord is the portion of mine inheritance and of my cup. It also means that you prize and desire his favor and his service more than the enjoyments of life. We see that in Psalm 119, verse 72, where it says, The law of thy mouth is better unto me than thousands of gold and silver. To lift up your soul to the Lord also means to be weaned from earthly things. And we see the, a picture of this in Psalm 131, verses 1 to 2, where David said that I am as a child that is weaned of his mother. My soul is even as a weaned child. He was talking about being weaned from earthly things. Also, to lift up your soul unto the Lord is to have your affections on things above, not on the earth. Colossians 3, 2 says, Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. And then lastly, to lift up your soul unto the Lord is to lay up treasures in heaven and not 
in earth. Matthew 6, 19 to 20, Jesus said, But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So we looked at what it meant to lift up your soul to the Lord, what it entailed. Now we want to look at what does it mean to lift up your soul to vanity? What does it entail? Psalm 24, 3 to 4, David said, Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? The one who has not lifted up his soul unto vanity. Now that word vanity, we uh, it's not such a common word in our language. But in the scriptures, what did David mean by vanity? Well, taken in the widest sense, you can say that it's all that the human heart puts in place of God. It includes all earthly confidences. It also includes earthly good apart from God. Vanity also can be the vain and worthless things of this life, like the lusts, the honors, riches, pleasures, profits, and praises of men. So what does it mean to lift up your soul to vanity? What does it entail? Well, when David used that word, uh, that phrase, lift up your soul to vanity, he was talking about setting your affections or your heart chiefly upon the things of this world. It means to chase after or reach forth after wealth, men's praises, pleasures, and making them your portion. It also means to immoderately value or ardently desire the vain things of this present life and world, to mind earthly things, to be a friend of the world, to love the world and the things of it, to embrace that which is false in opinion, and to serve other gods, like the gods of this world, or the people all around you. Charles Spurgeon said, the man who is born for heaven has not lifted up his soul unto vanity. Are you born for heaven, born again? Then you must not lift up your soul unto vanity. The pulpit commentary said, Let me not be distracted from thy service by the vanities of the world, wealth, honor, power, glory, and the like. We have many distractions all around us today trying to pull us away from God's, the service to God. And they're called vanities of this world. Now in closing, we want to look at four points on how you keep from lifting up your soul unto vanity and making sure that you're lifting your soul to the Lord. The first point that we want to look at is 
you love the Lord with all your heart and you do not love vanity. Psalm 4.2 said, David is speaking. He said, O oh, you sons of men, how long will you turn my glory into shame? How long? This is talking about God here. How long will you love vanity and seek after leasing? Notice he said, how long will you love vanity? Matthew Henry said, those that love the world and seek the things that are beneath love vanity and seek lies. David was speaking of loving vanity. But John told us in 1 John 2.15, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And Jesus told us in Matthew twenty two thirty seven, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. You see, what you love will determine to what you will lift your soul. So in order to keep on lifting your soul unto the Lord, you have to love the Lord and not love vanity. The second point is, you turn from vanities unto the living God. This is how you keep yourself from the vanity, lifting your soul to, the van to vanity and lifting your soul to the Lord. You turn from vanities unto the living God. In Acts 14, 15, it tells us about Paul and Barnabas preaching at Lystra. They uh, had a miracle. They prayed for a man. God performed a miracle. And the people wanted to worship Paul and Barnabas. But Paul said, Sirs, why do ye these things? We also are men of like passions with you and preach unto you that you should turn from these vanities unto the living God. Now, in this context, vanities are idols. And that's what the scripture oftentimes refers to idols as vanities, uh, uh, lying vanities, as opposed to the living and true God. These are idols, they're lies, they're vanities. They have no power to help. Confidence in them is vain. They're empty of any good. They deceive those who trust to them. And the way to provoke God to anger is with idols or vanities. We are not to follow vanity. We're not to walk after vanity. We're to turn from vanities unto the living God. Turn from idols to the living God. The third point of how we lift up our souls unto the Lord and keep from lifting up our souls to the to vanity is we pray that God will keep vanity out of our sight. Now you, it's your obligation to turn from vanities, but then we need God's help to turn us away and keep vanity out of our sight. Psalm 119.37, the psalmist said, Turn away mine eyes from beholding vanity 
and quicken thou me in thy way. We need God's help in doing this. O oh Lord, make my eyes to pass rapidly from such objects that I may not look at them, contemplate them, dwell upon them. Keep vanity out of my sight, and by your grace keep me from being enamored with the sight of vanity, because what I fasten my eyes on can infect my heart with love of it. And oh, we see this going on with social media today. People are so distracted, so caught up with Facebook and Instagram, that which is just vanity after vanity after vanity. But here the psalmist said, we need God's grace, constraining grace, to keep us from being distracted by these tools. Turn away my eyes from beholding vanity, Lord. And here, vanity refers to any and all other objects of trust than God. All vain objects that men look to for happiness, for satisfaction, for fulfillment instead of God. Matthew Henry said, Beholding vanity deadens us and slackens our pace. Did you hear what he said there? Beholding vanity deadens us. It deadens your spiritual uh, uh, life. It brings a damper on it, and it slackens your pace. Oh, how important it is that we pray, Lord, turn away our eyes from beholding vanity. And lastly, number four, the way to keep your soul lifted up to God and kept from lifting it up to vanity is to pray that God will endow you with his life. Psalm 119.37, Turn away my eyes from beholding vanity and quicken thou me in thy way. Quicken, that word is it's the same as revive me. Quicken me in your way, Lord. Endow me with life, energy, vigor. Make me lively with your spiritual life. Make me vigorous, fervent in my obedience to you, my work for you, my service to you. Give me so much life that dead vanity may have no power over me. Give me increased life, strength, vigor to walk continually in the way of your commandments. Enable me to travel so swiftly in the road to heaven that I may not stop enough within sight of vanity to be fascinated thereby. Oh, quicken me in your way. Give me life. Bring me to life. Give me increased life, Lord. The treasury of David said, Vitality is the cure of vanity. So we see that the four ways that you keep your soul lifted up unto the Lord and you keep it from being lifted up to vanity.
once again, the treasury of David said, Vitality is the cure of vanity. Staying alive in Jesus, having that life moving through your life, his life, his abundant life, his eternal life, his resurrection life, going through and operating in your life. This is how you will keep your your soul lifted up to the Lord and away from being lifted unto vanity. Our time is up for today's broadcast, but I encourage you, stay tuned for our next teaching as we continue our study of the theme, Nearer, My God to Thee. This is Connie Giordano with Walking in Truth Ministry, praying that you will walk in the truth every day of your life. In Jesus' name, amen.